So, you probably noticed that there's has not been any intro music yet happening. Um, this is going to be our first bonus episode, and we didn't realize it until about halfway through the recording. Me and Fletcher are really good at getting into rants. We got into a giant argument about something. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. So, we're <laughs> recording this little intro after the fact to kind of explain what a bonus episode is. So, if this is your first time listening, um, head back Sorry. to one of the other... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Head back to one of the other episodes and listen to that first. So these bonus episodes are going to be kind of for um, when we get off the rails or talk about not magic stuff or whatever the heck we, we do. So they're not normal episodes. They're us talking more or less about or, or arguing loudly about stuff that has nothing to do with magic, which this kind of got to. Um, so, but um, these are also going to be... They might be a little coarser than the other ones because we're not. I'm not going to edit out as much stuff as I do in the other ones. Um, the actual filler stuff is much more entertaining when it's a bonus episode. Oh yeah, I swear it very much detracts from the flow when it's a real episode. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're probably gonna. This one's probably gonna be less. The or bonus episodes are less edited than this. Um, you still will get your wonderful bleeps for when we use our very strong language, but. Um, Which we used a lot this time. We actually did. Um, but so take a listen. It starts out as a real episode and then slowly spirals into chaos. So <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> so, John, I heard you um, uh, showed off my speedrunning failures at Magic yesterday. I did. Um, not terribly many people watched it but people were wondering why i started laughing hysterically so it was uh <laughs> that was when i was trying to do yolo bucket right yes which is probably you... one of the best glitches for people to just kind of like turn over and see i suppose yeah i i had to explain to people what you were doing in the first place and like the reason why i was laughing is because you'd get like almost to the top of the cliff and then you drop the bucket and then i'd start swearing <laughs> and you were just like, you're done. You can't do anything at that point because you need that damn bucket. Yep. And, the, and like, yeah, and then yeah. I had people are like, so like, is this like, is this like a mod or something? Like, no, this is literally coded into the game to do this. So, not, so for not every, intentionally, but <laughs> so, for, so for everyone who's lost, I have um, uh, I speed, I have started speedrunning Skyrim, and. There's a point where you have to like use a glitch in the game to float on a bucket to get up to a ledge, <laughs> and you literally drop a bucket at your feet, stand on it, and then like pick it up and it flies you up into the air. And I had a I had a little trouble with that run with it, but I don't know. I finished my first run. I, it was what uh, one hour one hour sixteen minutes eight seconds. Yeah, you're a little over because your goal is sub hunt sub an hour, right? Yeah, that's my goal. But I mean, like I can easily shave sixteen minutes off that run because I did terribly. Yeah, you kept dropping the bucket. Well, that's not even the big spots. Like <laughs> I had, like I had to redo the cutscene, which is like three, four minutes of time because it's soft locked on me for some reason. I, like, I just didn't know where to go for a couple spots because I need to review my notes. Like there is a ton of stuff that I can, I can easily shave sixteen minutes off this thing. Yeah, you just need practice. That's what it is. Ugh, practice, and but to not not get distracted by me heckling you in the chat. I don't know. I get a kick out of that when you show up and either are like, yeah, you suck, or ask me, like, what the hell's going on here? You just <laughs> grabbed a bucket and ran through a wall. 
It's like the middle of FNM. I see your streaming loaded up. I'm like, oh, let's see what Fletcher's doing. Oh, he's flying on a bucket. Huh. <laughs> hey, so, by the way, we have this magic podcast. Um, yeah. So, today we're going to talk about, um, I guess, everyone's favorite format, Commander, or EDH. Yay. I tend <laughs> to use EDH because it's just shorter and confusing. Uh, it is the same number of syllables, though. It's not really shorter. It's only three letters, though. Yeah, but it takes the same amount don't, of time don't to you, say it. Don't you start with me. I work in IT. All I use are three-letter acronyms. English language. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of go through kind of some of our thoughts on Commander as a format and uh, how to get the most out of, I guess, your, your Commander games to some degree. But So I think I Be said... Be friends this... with not assholes. Done. Done. We, over. we fixed it. Good podcast. <laughs> so if you want to send us feedback. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to start off with my big thing that I always say about EDH. And I think I said this on our casual magic one too, maybe. I'm not sure. But so let's just get this through everyone's head right away. EDH is not a teaching format. You do not use EDH to teach people how to play magic. It is not good for that. I'm going to modify that and say multiplayer games are another good way of teaching people, even though we fail and we taught people how to teach multiplayer. But Commander is the multiplayer format at this point. So. I mean, even even if it was single-player Commander, that is a terrible way to teach people how to play Magic. Yes. And there's numerous reasons for that. Like, the fact that it's singleton is actually a problem. It's a 100-card decks, which is actually a problem. There's tons of additional rules, which is a huge problem. It's just like, just, just don't use it for that, people. Like, stop. You know, you're yes, you're teaching them the basics, but you're teaching them nothing that is actually beneficial for like playing magic in the large scheme of things. It's, the thing right? is, it's not the most basic rules of the game. Is the thing? It's no. It's the rules of magic with extra stuff tacked on, like command the commander and the singleton format and color identity and blah blah blah. All this dumb stuff. Commander damage. Like just just grab grab like the 40-card starter decks or, like, some 60-card super easy casual decks. Teach people that way. But 20, 24 lands, a bunch of four-ofs. Those are the kind of decks you want to teach people. Yeah, like, like three or four-ofs. Like, it's just, you know, you can have variety in there, but, like, just a bunch of cards. So, like, it's nice when they can draw a card and be like, oh, I've seen one of these. I know what it does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is actually not a podcast about teaching people how to play Magic. I'm sure we'll get there and I'll rant about this again. But Eventually. So... When we were preparing for this, I just have a note for you, John. And uh-huh. all it says is that you have the opinion, EDH is not political. Correct. Okay. There is nothing about EDH that is actually political. Okay, so did we ever actually say anything about, like, Commander and what it is and what we're talking about before we started going off on uh, our giant tirades? No, you didn't. I did not. I suck. <laughs> Mr. Host, who's supposed to be guiding us along a reasonable path. I'm sorry, I just saw my note and got on tilt, so... <laughs> so, we'll just we'll just step back for a moment and say, so, for... Everyone out there already knows what Commander is, more than likely. But, yes. so, just for the people who don't know, Commander is a variant of magic that's caught on, and it was used to be referred to as Elder Dragon Highlander. Basically, you pick a legendary creature, you can only play cards that are the color identity of that of your commander, and you make a hundred or a yeah, hundred card singleton deck. 
99. 90, 99 plus your commander. Technically. So, yeah. And so that's commander. And then you play multiplayer games. There's the there's the long and short of it. Yes. Okay, so EDH is not political in any way. Correct. Everything in EDH boil like trying to use politics to win you a game of magic in a like in commander should never succeed if your opponents are good. The only people who I think say that they're really good at the politics of EDH or they enjoy the politics of EDH are people who are trying to make themselves sound smarter to other people who are listening to them. There's nothing wrong with that. Feeling smarter than those around you is always a nice feeling, but it's still bullshit. Okay. Everything, everything I still disagree e- with you, but I, I want to continue hearing your points here. Okay. Everything in EDH boils down to threat assessment. Okay. That's it. Yes. Like, okay. I th- agree that with that is, point. That is the entirety of what people say. Okay. So, of their politics. So I was reading up on a bunch of things that actually resulted in me having this opinion. Okay. And um, it's an old article by a guy named Eric on SCG. Okay. Who had a disagreement with a guy who wrote for another website who the guy said politics are everything in EDH. And this guy said... There is no such thing as politics in EDH. And he went into detail as to why there aren't. And there's like, there's four main quotation politicking things that are in EDH. I feel like this is going to be a giant semantics wink. Maybe? Like, I feel like we're going to be arguing about what politics are. Because I, like, okay, just just go on. I'm just going to, like, jot down (laughs) notes here because I have, yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> notes are being taken after the facts. Okay. This is this is going to be great. All right. So the four main like things of actual politics in EDH consist of um misdirection, deception, alliances, and manipulation. Right? So Mis- like misdirection what is almost not something that necessarily works if your opponents are good at um threat assessment you cannot you're not gonna be able to like i can't i oh i suppose the reason why I feel this way about edh is because I am sort of biased because as I said edh is very much about threat assessment to me, and if I sit down at any table to play edh or any format ever against anyone. I am perceived as a threat. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you if we sit down and it's you, it's me, it's Richie, and it's Christina, you know that I'm the biggest threat at that table. Just through sheer play skill. Yep, okay. And everyone who I play Magic with, even if it's like, you know, EDH at EDH League, everyone knows who I am. Everyone perceives me as a threat. Okay. That is just a part of Magic. So... I, I'm not going to be able to sit down at a table, pull out a deck, and try and convince someone that my Krenko EDH deck is not a threat. There is no misdirection that can go on. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there, and and at least counter something here. So let's let's just suppose that um, regular player A who shows up at the store all the time and knows who you are sits down. And across from him 
you sit down, and someone else he doesn't know sits down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are perceived as the greater threat. Correct. Okay. So, for him to decide between the two of you, like, that is literally a political decision right there. How? Like, just just by the by the very nature of it. Like, if, if, if I go into a meeting as the United States with China and Guam, <laughs> like, who am I more concerned about? China. Okay. That's because there's a relationship there, and the politics of that extend outside that individual meeting. See, but is that actual politics, or is, like... I, I think it is, and this is where the semantic wink comes in. <laughs> this is literally just going to be a giant semantic wink. It, and it, it really is, because I don't think you can contain it to one individual thing. Like, ev- so even if you don't... So even if I don't know you, and you have multiple people playing, let's, let's suppose it's blind, we don't know anything about this. Like, threat assessment in and of itself is politics. I think... It's. I do not think threat assessment is politics. I think politics are threat assessments, and that sounds really f- stupid. I know. I well. But. <laughs> I mean, it, it, maybe it's a, maybe it goes both ways for that and stuff. But so, have you ever played the game Diplomacy? No. So, have you ever heard of it? No. Okay. So basically, sounds like I'd be bad at it. Uh, yeah, you probably'd be terrible at it. Um, <laughs> so we played it at work online a lot of times. Actually, it's a game that took weeks to play <laughs> so basically you get a map of europe everybody is a country and you through the rules of the game you kind of you generate you generate units and try to take over territories and the goal is to be the the victor you have to control a certain number of like supply points is what they're referred to as um so the thing that makes it really interesting is, well, there's land and sea units, which has its own rules, but every unit has the same exact strength. So mm-hmm. if my unit tries to invade your territory that has a unit in it, and you can only have one unit in a territory. <laughs> so if my unit tries to go into your territory with, with that has a unit in it, they just bounce off each other. They don't kill each other. They just bounce off each other. So the only way you can do this is by having another unit support the action into that place so that you basically get additional, air quotes, additional units. So the problem is, is that you cannot do this alone. So you literally have to make alliances with people that you have to kill later in the game if you expect to win. And so part of making that alli- those alliances and determining everything is threat assessment. If I make an alliance with this person and help them do this and make promises here or or make or lie on this thing here and go blah 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 and all this stuff, can I kill? Can I defeat them later? Can I overcome them in some way? So, and that is like the dealings that you have to do in that game. That's politics, but it is also part of threat threat assessment. Like, I, I feel I... like that game demonstrates a like that game is all politics. It is a hundred percent politics. So it's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I I agree, and I like that game does sound very very political. It is all politics. That's all it I th- is. I think that it is not an actual fair comparison to make with EDH. It probably isn't a hundred percent fair comparison, but I'm just pointing out that that 
I feel like the the act of making a decision based on a threat is literally a political decision. I still think it's the other way around. I think politics taking use threat assessment, not all threat assessment is political. I disagree. Like, I disagree a hundred percent. This is going to be a giant semantic wake. You're totally right. So, so do you, do you think that like literally any sort of threat assessment you ever make is political? Period. Just in life. Yes. I'm, the funny thing is, is now I'm, def I'm I'm like really like hashing out the definition of politics in my head. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like, here, let's. I mean, we have we have the I, internet. I'm gonna take the goddamn stand and say yes. Politics definition. <laughs> Google, be my friend. The activities associated with the government. So we don't give a shit about that. The activities of governments. The academic study of government. Why is it all government related? Not so. According to uh, the definition by Web Merriam Webster. We'll go to the actual official dictionary. The art of art of science of government. Oh. Dear computer, stop having a seizure. The art or science concerning with guiding or influencing government policy. The art or science concerning with winning and holding control over governments. Uh, political affairs or business, especially competition between competing interest groups or individuals for power and leadership. That sounds good. Uh, political life, especially as principal activity of, or profession, political activities characterized by artful and often dishonest practices. Well, isn't that just disturbingly accurate? <laughs> uh, and then the total complex of relations between people living in society. Actually, that one's really fitting. The total complex <laughs> of relations between people living in society. So yeah. politics are, are, are defined by people interactions. Okay, and... We can even just abstract it and say is that like you as a player or a person are a political entity and everything outside of you is a political entity. If we're going with your methodology of arguing, then yes. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what it is. So, so I I believe that any act that any action I take is is political in some manner or threat any threat assessment, I guess. So if you had to choose between walking into a cage of with a bear or a lion, that's political in nature. <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> what? I mean, I mean that's that's a very um. Uh... I'm just I, I'm just taking your statement and blowing it into the most extreme proportion imaginable. I, yeah, you're doing my methodology. So I know. Like... <laughs> I'm turning it back on you. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. I need to amend my previous statement. There are three different forms of politics in EDH. Collusion, alliances, and manipulation. Collusion, alliances, and manipulation? Yes. Okay. Alright, All right, so, let's get back onto the EDH stuff, I guess. Yeah, so EDH stuff. So, uh, God, I'm going to have a hell of a time editing this. <laughs> going back to the manipulation, manipulation is also deceit. Manipulation is okay. tricking someone into doing what you need. Right? Okay. In some manner. You're either putting a gun to their head and saying, you do this or you die in the game, metaphorically okay. speaking. Or you're tricking them into doing something that it benefits you and not them. Okay. There's different methods of going about this. There is, like, deflection. And there's, you know, just, like, trying to, like, focus on things and, like, how your word speech goes into things. Okay. I do not think manipulation is a valid thing if, you're, if your opponents are good 
And even if it works once or twice, it will eventually fail because people will stop trusting you. And that is actively detrimental to a playgroup. Like, this is something that actually happens a lot when me, you, and other people play EDH, is <laughs> you will literally, like, manipulate people, like, not in, like, well, not, you're trying to win, but, you know, not manipulation like a true, truly bad way, but you try to deflect off of you. And there are people who will look you in the eye and say, I know what you're doing, I attack you. <laughs> because we know you, we know how you play games. <laughs> That's political, though. Regardless of whether it's good or bad, that is something that is political, and it is part of the game. Yes, but that's why I'm saying that it's just not worth it. Like, See, I don't know if that's true. How like, so? Like, I think you can. I, like, I think if you're really good at it, like, it it isn't as impactful long term as like somebody like me who isn't as great at it. We also just know you as a person, which doesn't yeah. help. Like, but the, like, see, the problem though also is is that like because of that whole thing, people are falling. In, like, like I. The funny thing is, is I am a terrible liar. I I can I cannot lie. Entertainingly like, so. <laughs> no, no, like I am literally like one of the worst liars in the world. Like it's it's it is hilarious how bad of a liar I am. Like I have a terrible time lying. But what I am really good at, as you said, is deflecting and omitting information. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like, really good like, at the not succeeding at the whole truth part of uh and i will do that like i, I can like if somebody came up to me and like like you know like if i had to tell a direct lie i would not be able to do it but if i can leave out information or, or say it in a way that makes it like foggy like i can do that easily 100 percent mm-hmm. i'm and so the the thing is is that like the vast, vast, vast majority of the time when I'm doing that misdirection stuff, I'm not lying. I'm not even misdirecting them for, like, or, like, when I'm manipulating I'm not misdirecting them in any way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am actually saying, I'm, I'm like, like, this is, like, usually that, like, this is the best course of action. Like, and it probably is true. But the problem is, is that people fall into the, the, the mental trap where they... They make the illogical decision, which fine, I do that all the time too. But <laughs> which is because they don't. They, it's like playing around a card that you shouldn't be playing around. It's like, oh, I feel so smart for playing around this, but you just lost because you played around it. Whereas they're like, well, I know you're, I know you're trying to get me to do something that will help you, but I'm going to make the decision that harms both of us instead of making the decision that helps both of us. <laughs> See. The thing is, a lot of the time when those decisions like that come into play, it's less I'm going to make the decision that harms both of us, it's I'm going to make the decision that harms you specifically instead of the person you wanted it to harm. Which The thing is is that the, that's what I'm saying, though, is they're not yeah. making the, the, the correct logical decision. Well, they're not making the correct logical decision for you. No, like, no they are not making the correct logical decision. I'm saying, I'm, but I'm saying the majority of the time that is, it does not come down to something that is purely black or white, right? So a lot of the time, not necessarily in our game, just in in games of EDH in general, like someone will try and get so, someone will try and get per, person A will try and get person B to attack person C, mm-hmm. and that is because they do like the person A does not think they'll be able to deal with person C, 
As, and so person B thinks that they're trying to be tricked, so they attack person A. And it's po very possible that person B can deal with person C, and person A is just trying to make a alliance, as it were. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, uh, that actually, that's another part of the thing. Alliances are for the weak. Strong people do not get to make alliances. They are allied against. That yeah, another okay. Well, the, yeah. So, well, that's another, that's another part of like the politics of EDH, is alliances. Okay. If you are winning, you do not get to make alliances. Because second place is not good enough. Yep. Right? So alliances are just completely thrown out the window in regards to EDH. So if you just sit down at the table and accept that you are the primary threat and you do not get to make alliances... You will actually like. You will be better off than if you try and like weaken yourself to make it so people are more likely to ally with you. But it, where was what the so, hell was I going? So, with? Uh, so that point I disagree with. How so? so? That they're detrimental. So here's the so so if I sit down at a table with four people, mm -hmm. okay, and let's assume that everyone is at least. Let's assume everyone is equal play skill. Okay. So, and assuming that there's an even distribution of variance, I have a 25% chance of being the strongest player in that game. Yes. So realistically, I am more than likely going to be in a position where I need to make an alliance to stop the strongest player. Well, I'm not saying that alliances by themselves are detrimental. Okay. I'm saying that alliances are only beneficial for those who are already losing. Yes. And sometimes people go so far as to actively not advance their board state to make themselves weaker so they can form an alliance, and then they try and make up the difference later. But by not establishing the board presence early, they actually lose as a result of it. Okay, I, I feel like I'm, I got two different things completely out of there. Like... Yeah, I get what you're saying there. So, because some people do like the the whole pre your whole premise, I just completely disagree with, and I think you're just flat out wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I just well, like because it's like the, the premise coming in is that EDH is not political. Yes. Okay. And and so far you've made two points, and I've made direct counters to both those points, and you and your responses is that well, if you play wrong, like. I'm still not seeing it, man. I will say that I am not actually explaining this as well as like I read them because I am not as good at explaining concepts. Okay. Like this is just an innate problem of me actually communicating. Okay. So, like, but like, so what the hell was I saying? Sorry, I'm just ripping on you. <laughs> this is because you made fun of my Yolo bucket. I didn't. It's fine. Yolo bucket was entertaining. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> da, de, da, de, da. So what the hell was I saying before? You're on to like the third thing. <laughs> or no, I was still, alliances. I was still on alliances. Alliances is still second. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I am totally off track. <laughs> My brain is non functioning at the moment. <laughs> Crap. Sorry. <laughs> I have a really nice painting over my monitor. There's a boat in the water. There's a log cabin. Because we were talking about manipulation at first, and then you got onto alliances. Well, yeah, we were talking about manipulation, and 
Yeah, and then I went to alliances, and I never even finished my thought on manipulation. <laughs> manipulation is also, like, deception is a part of manipulation, and deception commonly can result in just, like, flat lying, which is just poor. Uh, okay, I'll go, I'll go with the flat lying is kind of lame, but as I yeah, said, I can't, just, I can't lie, so that doesn't yeah. do much. Well, you just, you just don't, you just should not lie in general. So that's that's lying, rules and rule. Flat out lying is just bad EV in the long run, I guess. Yeah. But whatever, do what you have to do to win a game of EDH, I guess. Unless you are lying in a way that uh, violates the rules of magic, don't do that. Yeah, don't cheat. Cheating's bad. Yeah, cheating sucks. <laughs> and I am so lost right now. I'm not even joking. I was on a roll, and now I don't remember. You're on a roll being wrong. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just shouting things at you. <laughs> okay. Just go on to your third point. What or was the, my third, the third point? thing. The third thing. Let's see. We covered... Manipulation, oh, co alliances. Collusion? Okay. Collusion. All right. I mean, collusion is literally just like two people working together, right? How is that and different like, from alliances? I... It's... I don't even know. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, I literally found the three things that he said in this because I'm really bad at remembering stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's like, politics most often break down into a few main categories, collusion, alliances, and manipulation. Okay. So, yeah. English, brain function, what the hell is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's because uh, I just ripped you an asshole. Like, that's <laughs> kind of a dick. I'm sorry. I honestly don't even like know where I was going. I am so bad at this. Why do you people listen to me? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you're just <laughs> you're just punishing me for like getting all up in your shit by making me have to edit our episode really bad. You don't have to. You can keep in this me babbling like an idiot. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. One second. Now you actually have to edit this, because I need to find something. Okay. Alright, so. Someone actually made this comment. Okay. That is very, very similar to what you just told me. Okay. Alliances are a great political tool that should be respected. You said the only that only the weak ally, but magic is a game of variance. Even if you played all your cards well, the other players can get a better hand. Maybe someone dropped an early ruination that wrecked your mana base or simply got faster hand and is about to combo with the game. In those moments, you're weak, and if your deck is never loose, losing despite all variance, then your deck might not be the ad adequate for your playgroup. Also, something we touched on before. Yeah. Play decks that are actually balanced towards your play. We'll, we'll probably hit that up after we're done arguing here if we have time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, if you decide to ally with others, then comes a political game. You have to decide how long will the alliance last and at which point you will cut it. If you always backstab an ally, people will be less willing to ally with you, but also you can't last too long in the alliance as the other player also becomes a threat. And the guy who wrote the article... Mm -hmm. responded with, I agree that variance impacts who allies. Maybe I wasn't clear enough. The weak ally in each game, but every game and every turn that can change. The game has shifting dynamics. These changes impact threat assessment and alliances, or even truces, are impacted the same way. You have bonkers deck, but a ruination wrecks your day, then you just didn't have much power to use anyways. Time to band together against the threat. I don't view most things like gaining up on the Jorb the Gitu player as making a real alliance. A decree of annihilation is suspended with a time stretch and the blight still clauses behind it. Ganging up isn't a political move. It's a desperate gamble for survival. 
That's a, and survival is political, though. Yes, and <laughs> this is, we're back to the semantics thing. Like, if you have, like, so if back to my China and Guam thing, like, if you're all sitting at a table there and China's China's balancing a nuke on their dicks, like, <laughs> you, you for China, like that's just how that 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 is politics. I like the thing is. I feel as if, like, calling it politics is not, like, it's not accurately portraying what is going on, though. But calling it survival isn't accurately portraying what's going on, either. But it is survival, because if that person it, I'm wins, I'm not disagreeing you that die. it's survival, I'm just saying it's not accurately portraying, just like you, you're saying that politics isn't accurately portraying. How so? How is it not survival? I, I never said it wasn't survival. It I know, is but you survival. said that you said, but the survival but survival is not a, you said it's not an accurate portrayal. I mean, just but just saying, oh, it's just survival. No, well, no, it is. It is political, though. That survival is a political thing. Eh. Eh. Like, I, I still like. I still think that things are called political when they do not need to be. I suppose that really stems from, like, my primary thing. Like, where I originally said, like, people call it politics when they just want to sound smart, when it actually is not political. Like, I do not perceive, like, teaming up with someone because the someone has a turn to Vorenclix to kill person with said Vorenclix as being political in nature. It, that is just threat assessment. But assessing that threat, you ha like, you still have to make the alliance. Do you though? Yes, like, you do. Is it, because is it, guess what? It's easy enough for me to be like, oh, "You got a turn too. Well, f it. Let's scoop up my cards and wander away." Well, yeah, like that is an option. That is an option, but like that is not something. Like at that point, why are you playing Magic in general? I mean, you can argue that, but it's like we could really go off on a spiral on that one if you want. But I don't <laughs> think that's appropriate for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I mean, like a bonus gonna, episode gonna, of nothing but swearing. I mean, it's gonna get pretty, pretty deep in the weeds if we do that one. But <laughs> I mean, there are reasons though, because guess what? You get to the next game. I mean, sure, but then you have to play another game with this person who also, you know, can still turn to a Voring clicks. Yeah, but he and, may not. Yeah, and then you have to question why you're playing with them in your play group. That and that's a different discussion there. <laughs> But and playgroups are their own group, their own thing of politics, which is, you know, not in the game. So, is is your is your entire thesis of this thing is that EDH is not political, or is that politics are bad in EDH? Because one is defensible and one is not. Which one is defensible? That politics are bad in EDH. I feel like that is something you could reasonably argue, but that EDH is not political by its very nature, I think, is just flat out wrong. I suppose. What is... I'm, I'm going to try and, like, figure out in my own brain <laughs> what I'm trying to argue at this point. <laughs> there... So, there are politics in EDH. Okay. But... The vast majority of politics and people who say that they enjoy the politics are basically people masturbating because they feel intelligent. Okay, that that subgroup of people, 
I shorthand as magic players. Fair. I mean, th- there's a lot of pe- like we, well, me and you even like you know people who play magic want to feel smart. Like that's kind of why we're playing the game to some degree. Like just in general, like we we feel like we're intelligent people and that we can figure out all this stuff and you know we can be political and outsmart people or we can you know pretend like I, we know a lot and make a podcast. I think I need to amend that statement of yours. Mm-hmm. It's not people who play magic think that they're intelligent. It's people who think they play magic well think they're intelligent. I'll I'll allow it this time. <laughs> and there is a very big difference on that because there are people who don't act all super smug and just kind of like play whatever they want. It's you it's basically people like, you know, me and you and the quotations FM grinders who actively think that they're one of the smartest people in the room. Like there is a certain amount of ego that comes into playing anything at a semi competitive level. I think even if I even think... if our competitive level is like, you know, one tenth or one like five percent of, you know, an actual good magic player. I... I I think the the group of people is larger than you think that that play magic and feel like they're smart. I think it I think it extends far into the casual regions too. Like even like kitchen table magic. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah. How much of that is your is you, how much of that stems from your interaction with your other kitchen table group though? I I'm not even referring to that group right now just thinking about it. I'm thinking about like 1997, when I started playing. I have no idea. I did not play... Like, my only real interaction with playing Magic with people is basically our personal playgroup and FNM. Yeah, like, I'm like I, I'm talking about throughout the ages of, like, me playing Magic with people at, like... And I played Kitchen Table Magic up until, like, 2012. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even later than that. Like, so... So the vast, vast, vast majority of my experience is kitchen table magic, and uh-huh. I can I can tell you one one hundred percent that for for me and a lot of the other people I played with at at least seventy five percent probably more like they like and, and there's no smugness with it but they 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 felt like intelligent because of it to some degree like if that makes any sense like so we have come gone completely off the rails with this but this is a this is an actual legitimate question i know okay have. okay do you think that is systemic of the game of magic making them like that or magic draws people in because it is like that and allows them to feel that way the latter i think i think people who who are like that are drawn into it why because that's what gamers are gamers that's the gamer mentality to some degree but so do you think all games pull people in for the same reasoning no but i think that is a general like overarching thing so stuff like cod or like starcraft 2 yeah. Do you think that the same people yeah. are drawn into playing it? To some degree, I think I think some of that is involved with it. 
I mean, I think the I think the kid who plays Minecraft like and builds a dirt house has the same feeling. Really? Yep. I'm pretty so. I'm pretty sure I'm uh, somewhere. Rosewater has talked about this too. Huh. Like I've never gotten that vibe from any other like community that I've played in, really. Like, obviously, I don't have very much experience with them. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a whole, like, you know, like, I played a lot of Planetside 2. I played a lot of, you know, StarCraft 2, even though it wasn't, like, I was never, like, I never pushed myself you to didn't, get it a lot. You didn't get it from playing WoW? Not really. Like, I, I can tell you for a fact, like, being knowledgeable about something is a good feeling. Well, undoubtedly, like, I take pride in the fact that I'm an intelligent individual, Yes. Even with how my life is. Yes. My intellect is literally one of like the dro- defining factors yeah. of my being. But like because yeah. I've made that of myself. Yep. And like I think what, like back when we were playing around well stuff like like optimizing gear and things like that when we were raiding and stuff was like one of those things that were like you know we're 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 smart and this is really cool. See but I, f- I didn't really get that because, like, it's not like a- the large majority of people who um, did stuff, like, in WoW, they were not, like, the innovators and the pushers and stuff. They were just people oh, who no. were copying stuff they found. It's, but you don't have to be the innovator. It's not about innovation. It's not about creating. It's about feeling intelligent. That's completely different from from everything involved there. It's not, a, it's not a Spike thing. It's not a Johnny thing. It's not a Timmy thing. This is completely separated. I don't think it's about feeling intelligent. I think it's about feeling superior. See, I don't know about that because I know that there's numerous games uh, that I have not needed to feel superior in, including no, Magic s- back in the day. I'm saying, like, the, I think the people you are referencing, like, it's not about feeling, like, even the people in, you know, the people we're talking about in Magic where they feel intelligent, I don't think it's about feeling intelligent. I think it's about them feeling superior to those around them. And see, I, I, think- di- I disagree with that 100%. That's what I got. The perception I got when it comes to WoW was people feeling superior. They felt superior about their DPS because they got stuff they did better. They had better looking gear. They had sweet transmogs. Like, they felt superior. They did not feel more intelligent. That is see, the vibe I, that I got. See, and I don't get that vibe. I get a vibe that they feel like they they figured something out and they accomplished something or they, they were able to put all the pieces together. Like, and it's that it's that accomplishment that makes them feel intelligent. It's like so to use a recent example, you know, speedrunning, speedrunning Skyrim, being able to finish a whole run, even though it's not in my target time, mm-hmm. like, like I feel smart being able to do that. But guess what? All the stuff I put together and all the stuff I had to learn and everything like that, somebody else figured it out. I literally copied other people. But how much of that stems from you personally valuing your own intellect? Of what do you mean? Like, you feel smart for doing it, and you feel good about that, but, it, like, how much of that is because, like, one of your characteristics that you value about yourself is also your intellect? A lot of it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're impressing what you value onto other people when it's not necessarily what they value. Like, I am, like, I don't perceive those other people as valuing their intellect because I know that, for me, it is about intelligence. For them, it's it's, it's something else, right? See, it's and I, like... think, I think this is underneath that, though. I think this is something intrinsic to that. I don't I... think it stems entirely into intelligence, though. Sometimes it's just about being better in something, not necessarily but, but brain I think power. That's a, that's a separate piece. 
That is a different motivator. So like you think that's, they're that's, that's so like, they're motivated about being smarter and about being better? Like they're not being so being so being superior. That's that's the spike mentality. All right. All right. So so somebody takes it as a spike. I take it as a Johnny. I like you know the express the expression of it, mm-hmm. even if I'm using someone else's work. So those are two different motivating forces, but both of those motivating forces make the person feel intelligent and good. I don't, I don't, I still don't think that it comes, I think it, like, I agree it makes them feel good. I do not agree that it's because it makes them feel intelligent. Okay. You can be wrong all you want. That's fine. (laughs) 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 Like, I honestly do believe that it literally just, like, it comes down to a feeling of superiority, not necessarily because of intelligence. See, and I think, but see, I think you're impressing your own opinions on it because you're a spike. See, but you just said you just said that like I'm a spike because of I want to feel superior in some yes. way like that. I want to prove something. Yes. But then you said that like at my core, it's because it makes me feel intelligent. So wouldn't I be also impressing that upon them? Why would no. I only Why would I only be impressing the like you know top layer instead of the actual bottom layer? That's a that's a false corollary. Like one does not imply the other. explain so just just because that it's about superiority for you like so so being superior makes you feel smart right so we're just we're just abbreviating this so that yeah okay so being superior makes you feel smart okay to another person expressing themselves makes them feel smart Okay. Me, for example. So we arrive at the same backwards piece without having the 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 psychographic matter, if that makes sense. I get that part. Okay. But like the but so, so what I'm saying but so that's what I'm saying though is is that being smart does not imply either either one of those things directly. Like they are not reliant on each other. I get that. Okay. But like the way you're explaining it would imply that everyone's motivation is biased by feeling more intelligent than other people. No matter why they're feeling superior, it always no, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. You, you, you said something absolutely wrong there. It is not about feeling more feeling intelligent over other people. It is about feeling intelligent. Those are two completely different things. Very, well, very huge distinction there. Well, because, because sorry, I am then, not doing it to feel better off, than others. Take off that part then. Okay. Take off the over okay. other people. Take, like yeah. reduce it to, they everyone's like you're basically implying that everyone's motivation for doing everything is because they want to feel smart. Stop. Not ev- no. This is this is a majority thing. Not everyone. Okay. So then, like, who does not fall under that category? I don't know. Like, is the bodybuilding Guido? <laughs> Like, you know, who's getting all buff so he can win, you know, Mr. Universe pageant. Is he doing because he wants to feel smart? I, I don't know. Like, he I'm just sorry, wants I'm to feel superior. Yeah. Like, that's all that matters to him. Yes. And, like, that's what I'm saying. I think everything stems from wanting to feel superior. But the thing is, is that I can refute that because I am not that way. But you kind of are. But I'm not. Like... 
you want to express yourself. Yes. You want to sh- like for you want to show like you know how unique you can be and like your own like the way your mind works. Yes. That like so you by the same metric do feel like you want to show that you are smart. And I think that once again stems from like how we are as people. We value our intellect. Yes, we do value our intellect. That's why like is, is it, we are not, not everyone. But the thing is it's not too But the thing is is that I value my intellect, but not in comparison to anyone else's. Fair. So like, I'm not. I'm th- not trying to. I'm not trying to create a measure against somebody else. I'm trying to create a measure against myself. Yes, but you can still feel superior to yourself. You can literally raise your own personal bar. You don't have to be competing against someone else to feel superior. I can feel better about myself when I do something that I have never done before, even though I'm not competing against anyone. But that's not. A, that's not superiority. Why not? Because. You are why not, can you? Why can you not be your own competition? I mean, you can be your own competition, but superiority involves. I'm trying to figure out how to put the words together here now, because as we're doing this, Samantha, I'm literally just going to cut the middle of this episode out, and this is going to be our bonus episode. <laughs> um. So. Uh, I mean, this could just be the goddamn episode. Just call it a goddamn bonus episode, and we just go off the rails. Maybe I'll do that. I might. I might have to put some. I might just change the beginning of it. I might record at the end. We'll record something. I'll cut it and put it in the beginning. All right. Well, I I planned on. Yeah. So back. So 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 the superiority thing. Like yeah, this is a big semantics semantics jerk off is what we're getting to here. But um. Like so, the actual. I, I disagree with your point, and if I had twenty four hours to find to research and write a rebuttal, I would have you. <laughs> <laughs> like the actual definition of superiority is the state of being superior or a super superciliousness. How the fuck do you pronounce that yeah, shit? Yeah, okay, whatever. Manner or attitude, and like okay. I honestly think that you can feel superior to yourself once you break one of your own levels. Like, see, I I, I don't interpret that as superiority though. Like, I feel like superiority, you have to be, it has to be overcoming something external, if that makes sense. I, like, I think that's just, all it comes down to your own personal opinion, though. Like, you also, by nature, are a confrontational person. Yeah. So, about it. You, do per- you do perceive things around you as being in competition with you. Yes, I do, so, because I'm human. Yeah, like, that is, so, like, that, you, and, like, that's just how you perceive things, like, I think this does really come down to your own personal perception of yourself and the world around you compared to other people. Like, I view myself as being a legitimate problem for myself. Like, does that make sense? Yes, that actually does as much as it shouldn't. Yeah, like, being, like, the way I am, the way my psyche is, I know that I am my biggest opponent in this world. Like, all of my flaws counteract everything I want to do in my life. So whenever I can overcome one of those flaws, even if it's only for a short duration, I do feel superior because I have risen above my own level, my own station in life. Like, I have done things that by most metrics, you know, like if you were to evaluate me as a person, I should never have been able to do. So, like, I think you can feel superior over yourself, as really weird as that is to sound. Okay. 
I, I will relent that fact, but I still do not agree that that is a motivating focus. Like, I, I think, think that I think that be. is a primary piece there. Like, everyone's motivations are different, though, because everyone is different. I, I'm totally f lost as to where we, like, have come around on this. Now. I don't know where the hell we began. <laughs> That's a like, How long this we are so, so beyond our topic, it doesn't shit? matter. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, this is literally me and Fletcher in our Facebook chat at least once every month. We get into discussions like this. This is how we are. It's just carried over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so for anyone who's like, yeah, who's listening to this and like, holy shit, like, is there going to be an episode next week? Because they just got into it with each other. It's like, yeah, no, this is normal. Like, we're totally like fine. Like, we're not at each other's throats or anything. Yeah, we can do this. We can do this because we respect each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So wait, was was this our closing topic? <laughs> clue what we were doing man i don't have a goddamn clue <laughs> this might have been a closing topic <laughs> uh, so okay uh, with with that said uh if anyone would like to follow my twitch stream it is twitch tv slash gale rivers g-a-l-e-r-i-v-e-r-s uh i streamed once last week uh you can watch my vods they're up for about two weeks when they're all said and done uh, super salty it's great <laughs> you can't really uh i unfortunately as i said in the previous thing i can only stream like a certain amount because it's based on when the roommates are around and other such things i do apologize for that i know that you know i would stream more if i could but i am limited by my own life which sucks so uh it could be worse you could be on fire yeah i could so, um, uh, Fletcher, any any last words? <laughs> uh, I actually have a few things, so I'll I'll hit up the. So, if you want to send us feedback, thelocalmeta at gmail dot com. Check out our Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Um, so, you know what, John? I think I think we're gonna make this our first um uh, our first bonus episode because we just got totally off the rails and there's absolutely nothing about EDH in this whole thing, which we had planned. Maybe we'll come back to it, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> holy hell. Uh, fun fact. I originally, when I said to Fletcher, we should do a podcast, it was not going to be magic-related as it at its core. It was going to be things like we just did. Yeah. Like, because I honestly think that our conversations are worth reading. I mean, because the thing I'm though is, is that like, you have to like, have a focus for drawing people into somebody yeah we could do a whole another bonus episode or episode or whatever on just like this podcast and like why we started it and like the thought processes and everything and like there's a lot of things going on with this that are kind of behind the scenes but yeah Oops. i don't know but that could, that could also be an interesting episode maybe maybe we'll hit that up and stuff but because <laughs> we're, we're proof that anyone can do anything follow your dreams don't, don't let your dreams be dreams. But, yeah. Anyone can do anything as long as you're willing to pressure your friends into it. So I'm just gonna like an, since this is a bonus episode, like I'm just gonna Easter egg this shit. Like, like literally the reason that we started a podcast is because I started just being like 
I, I think I said one day we should start a podcast, and you're like, yeah, okay. And then like every time we would start arguing with something, I wanted to stop. I'd be like, we should save this for the podcast. You didn't want to stop. You said we should save this for the podcast, and then we kept going. Okay, yeah, you're right. We did, <laughs> but I, I think I did that for like a year. Yes. Until finally you're like, fine, let's do it. Yeah, I'm like, fine, you get all the stuff to do it, and I'll do it. <laughs> but I, ha- I, have a he- I have a headset with a mic on it, let's do this shit. I-, I basically just shamed you into it, but hey, you're getting a new computer so you can stream and do podcasts without having your display drivers crash. Yay! Okay. It hasn't crashed all day, it's been good. <laughs> that is actually really sweet, because that almost never happens. I know. Uh- <laughs> Okay, so we'll we'll wrap this one up here. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll um, uh, <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time for a real episode. <laughs> See ya.